The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Ross, we're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast TaylorMade Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today for the before the big drawing on April 8th. And Ross, we're brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Saturday, April 8th, currently 11.03 on the East Coast. For God's reason, we are here to discuss the NBA. I don't know why, but we're still going to talk about it. Uh, but joining me, as usual, on the Saturday episodes, uh, you guys know him as the voice of the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the NFL Gambling Podcast, the soon-to-season-start WNBA Gambling Podcast. It's Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on, my man? Nothing much. Uh, I'd say I'm looking forward to the card, but who is? Uh, but nice <laughs> to be back here. Should be a fun day in sports, whether it involves baseball or hockey or UFC. But yeah, there's also basketball on if you're somewhat interested. But I mentioned other <laughs> sports that I'm interested in more today. Should still be fun, though. Uh, yeah, nothing really more to add. How's it going with you? Uh, it, it's OK, I think. We'll get into the ranting here in a minute, but um, pretty useless week, we should say, <laughs> at least in the NBA. But also joining us here on Saturday, it's Delante Smith. Delante, what's going on, brother? Yeah, man. Echo some of the same things that that Scott said. Just ready for, just ready for the playoffs. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I tweeted this out and I said this uh, throughout the week uh, to a couple of my buddies. I mentioned this to you guys as well. This is probably the most useless week in the NBA. As far as I don't even know where to start, but last night I get I I think we're really going to talk about what happened in Dallas yesterday with their injury <laughs> report. Uh, so about an hour or so, maybe two hours before the game, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, who still had an outside chance to make it into the play in tournament bracket as that tenth seed, decide that they are going to sit there prize trade deadline acquisition in Kyrie Irving and also Josh Green and their prized offseason. Uh, I don't know if it was a trade or signing. Oh, it was a trade with the Rockets and Christian Wood and also Josh Green. And uh, at that point, you're probably thinking, okay, maybe Luca's going to end up sitting too. But we get news. Hey, Luca's available to play. He's going to play. And then I mentioned this to Scott and Terrell that it's some type of Slovenia night in uh, in in Dallas at American Line Center. And then a note comes across. Oh, I mentioned that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to bet uh, Luca up to 50. Yeah, I think that. 50 points. <laughs> because well, well, also, yeah, I was going to say the backstory there, besides it being a Slovenia night, he had a shot in theory of exactly. passing Embiid for the scoring title. Yeah. So that's the one of the re or the main reason I laddered it up. And about what 15, 20 minutes before the game, we get news that hey, Luca's only going to be playing for one quarter, and that is about it. So I think everybody at that point was trying to scramble and uh, search if Luca props were still available to uh, to uh, get on the unders, whether it's points, rebounds, whatever the case might have been. A, kind of a Draymond situation we had mm-hmm. earlier this season, but. Scott, I'm going to pass this over to you. What the hell is Dallas thinking? I, I, I don't know. What, what do you think Dallas is thinking? So I do want to briefly talk about the game for a second because for a second it looked like the plan was going to backfire. Dallas <laughs> yeah. actually led by double right. digits right. at the half. And then I'm sure the entire team got a stern uh, talking to by Mark Cuban uh, at halftime saying, what do you, what are you guys doing? You guys are supposed to lose. And the Mavericks immediately punted the game in the second half. Uh, there was a stat going around about the Mavericks final possession, which I'm trying to remember what the exact stat was. It wasn't good. I think they were the first team ever to have three shots in the final 15 seconds of a three point game and not hit the rim 
on a single <laughs> shot. I think that was the stat going. Okay, so I found it. So it was posted 10 hours ago by ESPN Stats and Info. The Mavericks b- got blocked on a three-pointer, airballed the three-pointer, and hit the backboard on a three-pointer at the end of the loss to the Bulls. They're the first team over the last 10 seasons to fail to hit the rim on three three-point attempts in the final 15 seconds of a game. Now, if that's not tanking, I don't know what <laughs> it is. But the point is the Mavericks blew the game in the end, and the funniest part of that situation was the camera. Give the oh, camera Mark. to Rays, <laughs> who immediately panned over to Mark Cuban after they missed the three-pointer on the previous possession, and Cuban is smiling ear-to-ear while sitting courtside while his team just bricked the shot to tie the game. The whole thing was a mess, but at the end of the day, I guess the the argument was Dallas wants a top-ten pick, and they want to delay giving a pick over the Knicks. So as a result, they're hoping they get a top-ten because it is top-ten protected. But yeah, it's a circus, and I still remember when Adam Silver talked about finding teams or punishing teams for tanking. I think it was aimed at the Thunder a couple months ago. And then mm-hmm. Shea, and then Shea immediately sat the next game. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is just not gonna go well for the league. And now nobody cares. But I can't say that I'm surprised that teams around the league are tanking at this point. However, tanking while you're currently in a position to hypothetically make the play in is so just non-competitive it's offensive to the actual nature of the sport they should get fined millions of dollars for this we've seen owners get fined before we've seen some precedents being set for maybe a week based on the in hindsight but we've seen owners get punished before you got to send a message here because if you added the play-in not i know it's for tv revenue but still if you added in the play-in to decentivize tanking and encourage more teams to try, and teams are still going to actively tank because they don't care about the play-in, you got to send an example out of somebody. And as yep. far as I know, Mark Cuban can afford it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Delonte, what are your thoughts, man? Man, honestly, I don't think this – I mean, this is a good draft. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, what like what 10th pick is going to change the trajectory of your franchise? Like, it's not a player that you're going to get past maybe three – that's going to change anything that you do. You already got, you know, well, for, so far we know that you have Luca and Kyrie, but I mean, we all, we always know that uh, Kyrie's, you know, probably going to be gone to LA. Uh, that's what I think everybody's speculating, but, mm-hmm. and Luca will probably want out at some point. Uh, that's well, Dallas, Dallas has indirectly stated publicly, or at least Kyrie has said that he joined the Mavericks to consider signing long term. He said that I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, let's right. put it that way. So right. we'll see yeah. what happens with uh, Kyrie during the offseason. But yeah, I'll let you finish your point. Yeah, so. I mean, I really didn't have much else to add. I think you guys pretty much hit everything. Um, like I knew, I knew something was wrong when they were playing Justin Holiday at center. As soon as they, <laughs> if you seen that lineup that they closed with, just the holiday was playing the center. So, I mean, that should tell you all you need to know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know if it's anything that Silver can do. To be honest, I mean, he added that the play-in I think is a good part of you know keeping teams competitive outside of the you know the lower tier teams like the Hornets, the Rockets, the Spurs. But at least so the Rockets. Hey, the Rockets were. Hey, my bad. They were competitive. <laughs> they blew that cover. I, I had them last night. They blew it. And they blew the cover to a team that was uh, benching about uh, its best five, six players. So. Right. Hey, 21 rebounds last night for Shane Goon. Put some respect on it. Yeah, that's right. Baby baby Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but man, I, I just, I mean, I don't know if there's anything you could do to fix it, to be honest. I mean, the, yeah. the play in is, I think it's good for, I mean, obviously, it, like, like Scott said, it is for TV, but it does keep the competitiveness up for the teams that actually want. I mean, this is pretty much like unheard of, of a team actually having a chance. I think they, they had decent a decent shot. I mean, OKC has who left? Um, they have Memphis, but Memphis clinched the two yesterday. So Memphis yeah. is going to bench everybody anyway. Yeah, but I mean, theoretically, I guess it's probably the right thing to do. But I mean, again, you're just taking the competitiveness out of the game. And Luca's on record by saying he didn't want to be like shut down. He didn't want to not yeah. play. So that kind of just goes back to the ownership uh, of that franchise. What's out pretty much right now, it's going to be Minnesota and OKC playing um, in that nine and 10 uh, spot in the playing tournament. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much because in theory, Minnesota could jump somebody, but I doubt it. With two games, the, oh, yeah. So they still have they have, two the, games they have the head ten yeah, against yeah. the Lakers. So they yeah. yeah. So, so if jump, the Lakers lose but... one, if the Lakers lose uh, one and they win the next two, then they're they're eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because right now we have but the Lakers play Utah, so I don't even know if that's. Worth hey man, discussing. you never know with Utah, man. You never know, but they're they're benching even more people yeah. <laughs> tonight. We'll talk about that later. But um, so as of today, if the playoffs started, we would have um, Denver, Memphis. Kings and Suns, we know the top four. And then Golden State would be five. It would be a first-round matchup between Phoenix and the Warriors. And then Sacramento and the Clippers. And then the play-in tournament as of today would be Lakers hosting the Pelicans and then uh, Timberwolves hosting the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. But uh, I think we'll obviously have our answer by Sunday uh, afternoon on what the playoff uh, play-in tournament matchups are going to be. Um, I thought that was really the biggest story of the night last night. Um, Golden State took care of business against the Sacramento Kings in the second half. Uh, They're currently sitting, like I mentioned, in the fifth spot. And then also uh, the LA Lakers um, pulled away in the second half as well against the Phoenix Suns. They get the victory 121-107 against Phoenix. Um, Anything else you guys want to mention from last night? Scott, anything else? Well, you mentioned the uh, Kings-Warriors game, so mm-hmm. I got to tell you a brief gambling story because there's only three games on the card. Yesterday, Terrell and I realized uh, uh, about halfway or so through the pod, maybe a little bit more, that Harrison Barnes had played in every game of the mm-hmm. NBA season. And we thought that since the Kings were benching basically every starter, that was before Keegan Murray was ruled active. We thought that he was also not going to play at the time, to be fair. We thought that Barnes would play, maybe give somebody a bear hug in the first five minutes, and then leave and not play again. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up same game parlaying Barnes is under in points and rebounds. And he not only played, he played minutes in every quarter. He played for about two minutes in the fourth quarter, and he hit a layup on an offensive rebound in the fourth quarter to finish with 13 points. I had him under 11 and a half points parlayed with three and a half rebounds. And I think that two pick paid out of like plus 170, plus 175. I didn't go fully crazy with it because once Murray was ruled active, I thought maybe there was a chance the Kings would use the starters a bit more. Mm -hmm. But still, they used Harrison Barnes for 29 minutes in a meaningless game while they virtually trailed by double digits for the entire second half. And I lost my same game parlay there. So... Yeah, I don't know what Coach Brown was thinking in that situation. I don't know why Barnes really had to play much at all. I was shocked he played at all in the fourth quarter. I was not expecting him to check in at the 1040 mark in the fourth quarter when they're down 15 or 17. But anyway, point is, yeah, Coach Brown kind of screwed me last night. It is what it is. But yeah, the Harrison Barnes legacy game didn't work. They might just be saving it for game 82 but I was hoping for a premature game 81, maybe a halftime polling. Didn't get it. <sighs> that, 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 yeah, that hurts. Um, and they are listening to the pod. So maybe that's why 29 uh, minutes though. Like you, you figure, all right, I'll play a quarter. Maybe a vet yeah. guy too. He's a vet. A vet guy. Yeah. Didn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah. Oh, it was a revenge game for him going up against his former team. Scott, you did not realize that against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that while they were benching Fox and Sponis <laughs> and you know, every other player that's worth a damn. Uh, Delante, anything else from last night? Man, I'm going to be completely honest. I went straight to bed. Didn't even care about the what, what was going on. I seen the Lakers were down like in the first quarter. I went right they trailed the half by one. Then yeah, they I didn't even. Dominated. They looked so bad like starting off. Like I just was like, look, I'm not about to, I'm not about to do this to myself. <laughs> so I just went to bed, man. All right, guys, Uh, before we get into the three-game schedule here for tonight, let me tell everyone about Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and extreme, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements. 
If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. Today, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for a for free within the 30-day window period. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, guys, let's get into the three-game schedule here for tonight with the first game on the board. That's going to be the Denver Nuggets. They are visiting the Utah Jazz, uh, where the line currently sits at minus six. Total is at 225.5. Looking at the injury report, questionable tags for pretty much the entire starting lineup. Don't anticipate anybody playing here tonight either. Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon, KCP, all questionable. Uh, Bruce Brown is probable. Reggie Jackson also probable. For the Utah Jazz, everybody is sitting out. Clarkson, Rudy Gay, THT, Walker Kessler, Lori Markinen, Kelly Olynyk, and Colin Sexton. So just to put this in context, this projected starting lineup for the Utah Jazz here tonight is going to be Chris Dunn, Ochi Abachi, um... What Fontecchio F- Cook? Font- yeah, Fontecchino. Uh, Semenek, Semenek. I'm not even probably butchering that. And Azabuki for the Utah Jazz. <sighs> All right, who wants to start this one? Delonte, you want to lead us off here? Six points man, for uh, the Denver Nuggets against the Jazz. Look, man. It's it's really it's really hard to just handicap this stuff. I just I mean the Jazz at least they're playing hard. They just didn't they they played hard um, in the last game. Who who they playing in the last game? I can't remember the Lakers or not the Lakers. They beat the Lakers. I mean they took the Lakers. It was a game after that. They played against yeah. the Thunder and they got killed in the free throw yeah. disparity. Right, uh, right. Yeah. That and they couldn't hit any open shots. Um, but yeah. like at least they're competing. You can like literally see that they're competing and playing hard. They're not they're not giving up. So I mean I want that in a team that's an underdog, especially at home. Um, I mean the Nuggets, they're playing. I guess some decent guys, but are they? Bruce Brown and like Bones and Reggie Jackson, right? Is he still? I'm just saying the entire starting lineup is a game time decision for this game yeah. for Denver. The entire starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, give me the Jazz. I just, I honestly just like that they're playing extremely hard and still competing, and those younger guys are getting some. I, I wouldn't say valuable, but they're getting, you know, some minutes quote-unquote, and uh, I think they're going to carry that into next season. So I like the Jazz. I'll bet them just to win the game. Like Scott said, I mean, the Nuggets, they don't have many bodies. What are they playing, like six, seven guys? So, if yeah, that, I, yeah. Give, me, give me the Jazz. Uh, Scott? For me, I'm going to lean to the Jazz as well. This is one of the worst rosters I've seen all year with them benching this many guys. But the fact that Denver is benching everybody – both teams don't care. And simply put, if both teams don't care, I'm taking the points. Because right, you don't because why would I want to lay points with a team that clearly isn't focused on this game either? Utah's at home. They've been great at home all year. They've thrived in the underdog role. And I feel like, you know, Terrell kind of uh, made made his point the last time we talked about the Jazz, which is honestly, if they lose like basically every game for the rest of the season and don't cover. We're up so many units backing them to cover that it doesn't even matter. I'll sacrifice some profit because they've been that good. So maybe some of it is just being a, a loyal gambling friend and willing to go down with the ship over the final couple games with this team because they've been so good for so long at covering. But I think for this matchup, I'm going to lean Jazz Moneyline. The roster's bad. I'm aware of that. But Denver's gun- they're going to bench everybody. Why wouldn't they? Mm. And if both teams don't care, I'm going to take the points. Because why would I lay points with a road team that clearly has bigger fish on the horizon? They don't care about Utah. Utah might want to, you know, use the crowd and try to send them home happy. I'll lean to Utah to find a way to keep this game close. Yeah, I mean, Denver, really no reason to play anyone here. And I think we can pretty much say that nobody is going to play for Denver. We're probably looking at Reggie Jackson, Bones, Highland, 
Bruce Brown, DeAndre Jordan type of stop, starting lineup here. Um, I think you guys are, are right. I mean, when in doubt, just take the points with these players on Utah. They're they're going to put in the effort because they're still playing for a roster spot next year. Um, so the F, yeah, somewhere whether if it's with Utah or with another team, right? So or in a different country. Yeah, or maybe in a different country. Uh, so, again, I think that's going to be um, the edge, I guess, or maybe the handicap here for, for Utah. Just take the points. This number will inflate probably a little more when everybody does get ruled out for the Denver Nuggets. So, I think, wait, maybe you'll get some more points for, with Utah. But, yeah, Utah Jazz is the side here. Um, anything on the total here, Delonte, 225? Yeah, I mean, I think we got to look at overs, and I didn't look at the overs for yesterday. Um, let me see if I can look that up real quick. But I think later in the season, overs are more prone to hit simply because, I mean, it's not a lot of defense being played. It's just more of an up-and-down type of game. Um, the refs kind of swallow the whistle a lot uh, unless, you know, it's pretty, like, flagrant or absurd, then they'll call it. But I think otherwise, they're just letting it flow, letting the game flow. And, I mean, these guys are professionals. They're going to hit some shots. So I like the over on 225. Based on the rosters, you'd lean under, except we've seen in a lot of these G League contests, they try even less at defense, and you see a bunch of points. I'll lean over, I guess, because Utah is still going to want to run. I'm not sure if Denver is going to want to run as well because you got DeAndre Jordan playing minutes. So it's going to be a bit tricky, but I'm going to lean over. Utah is so bad defensively that I'm just hoping that you see a track meet breakout. Once again, I'm barely going to consider betting on any of these games that we're talking about yep. but my favorite play has to be utah plus the points based on principle and based on just a conceptual understanding of taking points multiple possessions in a game where both teams don't care yeah and i don't know why i said bones highland because he's with the clippers now so correction on that um yeah i mean i i it would be probably over pass for me as well i think defense is definitely going to be questionable probably for the rest of the weekend here um, as we wrap up the NBA season. Don't see many very player props. Did you guys, either of you have any player props that you were targeting in this game? I got to take something with Chris Dunn because he's one of the only players that recognize on Utah's roster. No, but actually he's going to be the starting point guard. They really don't have many guys left when you think about who they're using. Agbaji's going to get a bunch of shot attempts. He was horrible last game. I think he went like six for 18. Maybe 0 for 8 from 3. He could have yeah, shot the same life last game. But yeah. if you want to go for volume, Agbaji's probably worth something. Chris Dunn has actually been good for Utah. I think Utah's going to keep him. I know mm-hmm. I was joking before about which country some of these guys are going to play in. I think Chris Dunn kind of earned a roster spot for the next year or so because I thought he actually looked really good when he was playing in the last month or so. I think Dunn's got value either for points, maybe steals, a bit of an underrated defender. If you want to make a case for assists, you can do that too. I think I'm going to have to look at the main guys that I recognize on this team for Utah, and I'm going to have to look at Dunn and Agbaji. I was trying to think of who to take for rebound purposes because as a Buki, I've watched him play a couple times in the NBA, and he was um he was an absolute monster at Kansas, but his size hasn't really translated to the NBA. In fact, he lost a bunch of weight because he has to run the floor. I'm not sure if I'm sold in any big men for Utah. I think I'm just going to stick with those guys. Maybe Fontecchio threes. But besides that, am I tempted by a flyer Bruce Brown triple-double play? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see if he plays many minutes. But are any of you tempted by a Bruce Brown Cinderella triple-double matchup there? Would he play a bunch of minutes? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I'm I mean, surprised, Scott, you're not going with your, you know, your Wisconsin grad, Michael Potter. You know, he's over in points. He's he's on he's on his jazz team. He was one of those guys who was at Wisconsin for a year or two who left such a lasting impact at Wisconsin that I forgot he even went to the school. I know he transferred from Ohio State and there was some controversy surrounding that because he had to like wait in order to actually play for Wisconsin. Yeah, he can shoot a little bit from the outside. So just imagine a significantly, and I mean significantly worse version of Kaminsky. That was kind of his role in college. So maybe yeah. he'll shoot a bit more. I don't know why you'd get props on Micah Potter. <laughs> Truth is, I forgot he. I didn't even know he was in the league. But <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna take any Micah Potter props. So sorry. 
you're a wizard, Harry. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna pass and uh, not back any of the Potter siblings. Yeah, I. I mean, you pretty much hit them all on the head. Uh, Dunn and Abaji would be the only places I would look. Um, what about you, Moonoff? You see anything? I don't see. I don't really see anything. I, see Chris, I do see like, Chris Dunn props. Do you think Samanich plays like 25, 30 minutes in this game? I mean, he's gonna have to play. I guess. I mean, I don't really know much about him. I didn't watch him much on San Antonio when he came into the league. As far as I know, he wasn't great because he didn't play, and he's a bench warmer on a tanking team or a team that had no expectations going into the year. But once again, you're going for the G League same-game parlay flyer prop section. So taking any big man double-double that might play north of 25 minutes, probably worth something. I don't know how much. I made a flyer play on Keegan Murray double-double yesterday at 22-1, to and he ended up playing like 30 minutes. It lost. It's not a bad play. You're looking for volume. If you think that Samanich might play a lot of minutes, then screw it. Maybe it's worth something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Anything else for this game? Uh, No, that's it for me. All right. Uh, Uh, Yes, there is one thing. This is the only game that has a single-digit point spread. So that tells you where we're going. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before we continue the conversation here, let me tell everyone about Sword Vitality. Uh, Self-care is cool. Self-care is manly. Be proud of taking care of yourself. 40% of men are affected by impotence at the age of 40 and nearly 70% of men are affected by the age of 70. Stop buying those highly suspect pills in the gas stations. No more hiding that little blue pill. In your shock drawer when your little lady friend or partner comes over, you manscape, but do you also take care of the plumbing? Sword Vitality helps increase your blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man. It's time to become a Sword Vitality man. If you aren't experiencing erections in the morning, talking about Sword Vitality should be as comfortable as anything else. Men talk to about their partners. I hike. I watch football. I use Sword Vitality. There's really three main benefits uh, by using Sword Vitality. Increased blood flow in ways that you get that can help you thrive as a man in the bedroom. Sword Vitality can also help increase your stamina. You don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Unsheath your sword. Visit SwordVitality.com and use promo code SGPN for a nice discount at checkout that's swordvitality.com promo code sgpn and we're also brought to you by the golf gambling podcast and their tailor-made driver contest the contest is completely free to enter you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver the drawing will take place on sunday april 8th so make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver all right, boys, let's get into the next game of the afternoon. Uh, these are all going to be early starts here today. So we have the Minnesota Timberwolves laying 14 points in San Antonio here tonight to take on the Spurs. Currently seeing, like I mentioned, minus 14 for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Total is sitting at 233. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh Jalen Noel is questionable. Austin Rivers is questionable, and Carl Anthony Towns. I did see a note that um Chris I thought it was Finch, questionable last night, yeah, but I'm not sure if he's said that he's expecting him to play in both of the back-to-backs this weekend. So uh maybe a men's restriction. I don't think that I mean they do have a chance to climb up a little bit, but I think they'll we'll be they will be playing the starters for the Minnesota Timberwolves for the San Antonio Spurs. We have Devin Vassell out, Jeremy Sohan out, Doug McBuckets out, Dev- Devontae Graham out, Kim Birch out, and Charles Bassey out. Questionable tags on Keldon Johnson and Romeo Langford. Uh, so I'm thinking it's pretty much going to be the same lineup that they had against uh, the Portland Trailblazers the other night, which was Trey Jones, Malachi Bronham, um, Zach Collins, Kate's uh, Bates Diop, and we'll see if Kelvin Johnson plays here tonight. Uh, all right, so minus 14. Who is brave enough to lay it with the Minnesota Timberwolves here, Delonte? I am. Yeah, man, I'm going to lay all it right. with them. Yeah, I'll lay it with them. I think they're going to come out. Like you said, I think they might play their starters in a half, so maybe splitting it. I'll probably put a full unit on the first quarter, first half, and then like a half unit on the full game. Um, I don't think the Spurs – I mean – you read out the injuries. Uh, the Spurs, they haven't been as competitive as um, as they were 
like maybe even a week ago. So, I mean, Timberwolves are probably going to, they're probably going to play Cat. I mean, he hasn't played, but, but like how many, he, I don't even think he's played 20 games, right? No? Something in that neighborhood. It yeah. So, a lot. yeah, they want to at least get, keep him, you know, fresh and not, you know, having to come back and for a one and done situation and, you know, he'd be rusty. So I think they're going to get Pat him some minutes. Had play 27 games. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So then they're going to give him some minutes. Uh, the only guy that we know for sure that was going to be out was um, was Nas Reed, obviously because of the wrist. But yeah, I man, I think Minnesota comes out. I think they win by double. Di- well, I think they win by twenty here. Um, Spurs uninterested, uh, ready to one, two, three, Cancun. I don't mm-hmm. think Popovich even stands up anymore. I think he just sits down and coaches. <laughs> he doesn't even stand up. Doesn't bother. So give me the to be, to be fair. That's that's how Coach K coached for his last like three years at Duke. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, give me the Timberwolves uh, traffic, the first quarter, first half, and full game. Uh, Scott, what do you got? So, based on the motivation edge, you'd, you'd probably lean Minnesota. The problem is, can I lay 14 with a Minnesota team that lost outright as 19.5-point favorites to Portland? I don't know if I can. Minnesota's a team that I've been right on on occasion. So they're not the Raptors. I'm 0 for my last 30 picks on the Raptors. At least I've gotten the Timberwolves right on occasion. But I don't know if I can trust this team enough. I'm just trying to keep tabs on how this team's been performing in must-win games recently. And they beat the Nets, but that game was competitive. The Nets are a decent team, though. Shout out to them for clinching a playoff spot. But still, I think the Spurs are bad. But they have won two of three, so they've actually been winning some games on occasion. They're not, I mean, they beat Sacramento, and Sacramento was actually using some guys, and they still won that game. And they beat Portland in the Tankathon, so they won that game. That doesn't mean anything, but still. I think when it comes to these double-digit spreads, what I have noticed, maybe it's just selective recall, it feels like you can get a lot better lines in-game. I've seen a lot of these tanking teams hang around for a quarter, maybe even a half in the Suns-Lakers case yesterday or even the Bulls case yesterday against the Mavericks, where the Mavericks were up 13 at half. It seems like a lot of these teams can hang around for a little while, and then they get buried in the second half. I think I'd rather take a live play on Minnesota, because I do think at some point this line will be shorter than 14, and you could jump it. But I don't exactly expect Minnesota to jump on their throats in the first quarter. I think San Antonio can hang around for maybe 12 minutes. Maybe the line drops to... 10 in play, maybe nine and a half, and then you jump it at nine and a half. But I see a tale of two halves here. I think the Spurs are going to hang around, keep it close for a half, and I think Minnesota might come back and bury him in the second half. So maybe if you're looking for a sneaky prop, Spurs first half, Timberwolves full game, maybe. It's not a bad look. The way yeah, you I would it probably look at Spurs uh, first quarter, like you mentioned, and then I think eventually second half, like w- exactly what Scott said, just Minnesota Have you noticed pulls that too, away. Or is that just me? Yeah, I've noticed that as well. I mean, I think it's typical for tanking teams, right? Maybe even going into the fourth quarter, um, if it's a close game, expect the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves to pull away. But offensively, man, they haven't been very good. No, they, you know, that's the problem. They don't yeah, that's what scares me here. I wanted to look at their team totals, but... They only put up 105 against a Portland Trailblazers team that really had their G League squad out there. And then against the uh, Brooklyn Nets, they put up 107. So I don't know if it's going back. That was a rock fight, that game. Yeah, it was. 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 So I don't know if it's going back too early in the season where we saw when Cat and Rudy Gobert were on the floor together at the same time that their offensive efficiency was just absolutely atrocious. So, I mean, you're going up against a San Antonio team that they can still fill up the bucket uh we saw the shootout that they got into with the blazers obviously a team that doesn't play any defense so it'll be a little different here going up against rudy gobert and, and and you know those type of players but i would look at spurs early and then eventually like scott said uh the minnesota timberwolves pull, uh, pulling away i mean you probably want if you're the minnesota timberwolves you probably just want to come out here and take care of this in three quarters and have your guys sit um, for the rest of the game, thinking that you have to play against. I think they have the Pelicans tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. Who they that's a big game. Tomorrow. Yeah, that's it is a big game. That's a big game. Can you argue it's a little kid's spot? Um, I think it's out. But yeah, I mean, you have to win. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that, yeah, I mean, 
So, so my thing is, if they so if they win, if they win here, obviously that's fourteen point favorite, and then they win against the Pelicans, they're the eight, if, right? No, they need the Lakers to lose to Utah. I was punting everybody. Yeah, because the Lakers are a game and a half ahead. Because the Lakers won yesterday. Right, right. Okay. So if the Lakers win one more time, and we read off Utah's starting lineup today, so the Lakers should win the finale. Right. You can argue that Minnesota is so not pretty playing much it. for much. It's pretty much it. That's the point. Pretty much. It just yeah. depends on if the Pelicans are going to host the Lakers or if the Lakers are going to host the Pelicans. And I mean, there's the also a possibility that, they're kind of just stuck. It, yeah. And it's a possibility that Laker, the Clippers lose out and the Lakers move into the sixth spot. I mean, we're saying possibility. They're favored by even more than Minnesota today. So we'll talk about the Clippers in a second. But, yeah. Yes. But, <laughs> uh, so total 233 right now, Scott. Anything on that? Ah. Uh, I have no, I have no idea. Uh, I maybe I. It's tough because Minnesota can't score at the moment, but San Antonio is playing no defense, and maybe you get a track meet. I'll lean over, I guess. I I don't know. Maybe San Antonio team total over, and you're just hoping that you see Minnesota potentially stop caring. A lot of teams have something to play for in theory, but they don't control their own destiny, so they don't even bother. Is there a chance Minnesota just realizes the Lakers are going to beat Utah? Why are we even bothering? Yeah, it's a, a chance. Just yeah. saying, like I, I don't think they really are playing for much when you realize how bad Utah's team is for that finale. So I'm going to lean to San Antonio, I guess, plus the points, and I'll lean to the over. I'm just hoping that both teams kind of embrace the joke of the final week of the regular season, and you have another really hilarious over. I'll lean over with San Antonio and just hope for a crapshoot game. I see JR mentioning Champagne props. Big fan. Love the mm. over in threes for Champagne. Guy's been getting buckets. Trey Jones double-double, given. And Minnesota might bench some guys. I want to make a case for Kyle Anderson double-double because he's now a bench player, so maybe he'll get more run. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I, I think I'm just expecting Minnesota to not care as much as people think. And I'll lean San Antonio because of it. Delonte total. Yeah, I like the over. Um, I think this. I think Timberwolves. Spurs. Are gonna, I mean, I'm not going to take an under yeah. with Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah, I think the Timberwolves have success early on. So if they can get to, you know, 70, 75 in the first uh, in the first half, and at least you know get those guys uh, playing a little bit of the third quarter. So I wanted to be competitive enough where they can play a little bit of the third quarter. And you know, boost the points up and then put the reserves in. So, uh, I think they'll be able to do that with the Spurs. I think they'll be able to score on the inside, dominate the interior, especially if Cat plays. Uh, I think Gobert should have a big game. Um, so yeah, I like the over, and I'll probably just split a unit, half unit on Timberwolves team total over, half unit on the uh, full game over. Yeah, um, it's the Spurs. I mean, they 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 could pull, they can put the ball in the basket. I'll say that much. Um, at 2.33, I think that I was looking for either Minnesota team total overs, whether that's first quarter, first half, or even full game. Right now, full game is at 123.5. Uh, first half total is at 119.5. So uh, probably look at Minnesota's team totals in this game. Player props, anything you guys are looking at, Scott? Uh Trey Jones double double is always the safe answer to that question or the assists over because points mm-hmm. are sometimes tricky with him, but yeah. he's still a good facilitator. I know he ended up having a double double last game against Portland, but I'm trying to think of what else I really like because once again, I don't know who San Antonio is going to use. We've seen Keldon Johnson play on occasion. Sometimes he doesn't, so I don't have much there. I'm not sure how much Minnesota is actually going to care about this game, as I kind of alluded to. I mentioned that I like uh, Champagne threes, but I don't see a line on it yet. No. Are you just going to lean to Minnesota player unders in theory and just hope they get pulled after two or three quarters? I would probably look at Cat unders. Because he's questionable, so I would probably lean to the unders in general because why would they want to force him when he's had injury issues all year long? Yeah, and then Rudy Gobert unders. On maybe I, see, I, the thing with Rudy Gobert is I think he can have like seven or eight rebounds, four or five putbacks in the first quarter. 
Yeah, but every time I bet him to go over on his rebounds, I think I'm like one of like 19 this season betting okay. on his rebounds. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I think I'm like it. 0 for 4, but I stopped after 4, so at least I learned something in the process. you just been firing away. <laughs> yeah, I'll I, I keep it going, man. Rudy Gobert been good to me, man, in certain in, in these spots. So I'm pretty good with his props. Well, it's obviously uh, a good spot, but once again, I, I feel like people in Minnesota to come out and bury him, but if they do what... I'm trying to think of a good example is let's say the heat did yesterday where they in theory can put pressure on the team they're competing with. But when you know the Nets are playing Orlando and Orlando just lost by 20 plus points to Robin Lopez and the Cavs, then the heat realized, why are we even using anybody when it's not going to matter? And they lost to the wizards yesterday, which I know Terrell and I liked, but the the point is the game in theory mattered for Miami. It didn't because the Nets ended up beating Orlando, we know the Lakers are going to probably beat Utah in the final game of the season. I really think people are giving Minnesota too much credit for a team in must-win territory when in most scenarios, as a 90-plus percent of the time, this game is not going to matter in hindsight. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, all right, anything else for this game, guys? Nope. I'm happy it's not on TV. No, nothing's on TV today. I'll say that much. All right, let's get over to the last game of the night. We have the Portland Trailblazers. They are in L.A. to take on the Clippers. 17 is the current number right now for the uh, L.A. Clippers. Uh, Total is sitting at 230. Looking at the injury report for this game. For the Clippers, only two players that are officially out. Obviously, Paul George and Marcus Moore. Senior, oh boy, Portland Trailblazers. I saw Shaden Sharp not on the injury report, though, so they got somebody. Probable tonight. Well, you know what? I think it might just be better. This name who's playing. Exactly. So this is a projected starting lineup for the Portland Trailblazers. Skyler May, Shaden Sharp, Trendon Watford, John Butler, and Drew Eubanks are the five starters here tonight. For the Portland Trailblazers, John and... Butler sounds like a 2K generated AI <laughs> teammate when you're playing like a franchise mode after two years. Seven feet, 190 pounds. God, put some respect on him. Um, he did have 12 points and four assists on in the game against San Antonio. Um, all right, Scott, lead us off. 17 points here for the Clippers. <laughs> Uh, I I actually think the Clippers kick the crap out of them, to be honest. <laughs> Minnesota, I think, really does not have much to play for, as I've been saying several times over. The Clippers do. The Clippers have a lot to play for. So I think under no circumstance are they actually going to overlook the Blazers. I think they're actually going to come out and bury this team. I think the Clippers win this game by 30. It, I know it's not a full all-hands-on-deck situation because Paul George is still injured, but... Mm. I really do think you can make an argument that the Clippers could maybe get up early by a lot. They'll pull everybody, and then Portland is able to come back. The problem is the Clippers have been fluctuating everybody's minutes on the roster for the entire season. So the former starters who started a couple games might actually get a decent run in this game, and they're good because I know that they're actually capable of starting on most other teams in the league. So you can argue that the Clippers' bench rotation is better than the Portland starting rotation for this game. I'm going to go with the Clippers here. I know it's 17. It's a lot of points, and maybe they're going to bench some guys, but the Clippers are competing for a ton with regard to seeding. I think they bury Portland in this game. I think the Clippers win by 30, but I think it's mostly based on the fact that unlike Minnesota, they actually control their own destiny to some degree. Give me the Clippers in a route. I think they win by 20-plus. All right. Uh, Delonte, what do you got? Yeah, I think it plays out. The Clippers come out, dominate, win by – well, not win, but uh, they're covering the first half, first quarter, and then they relax a little bit. Obviously, we never know. Kawhi might come out and play, you know, the f- first five minutes of the first quarter and be done for the night. But I mean, isn't we never their bench know. unit actually not bad? I, I was going to mention that. I was like, yeah. do you really need Kawhi to play here, right, you don't. Because you don't. You, don't. you they, still they're deep. have – They're deep. Yeah, I mean, you still have Westbrook, Eric Gordon, Batum, Zubach, but even guys coming off the bench, Terrence Norman Mann. Powell, Terrence mm-hmm. Mann. 
Robert Covington. I mean, I mean, Morris stinks, but as a bench player, you know, it's a pretty sure. solid bench option compared to others in the league. Yeah, well, Morris is out tonight. He's out. He's not playing. Well, that might be an course. upgrade, but I'm saying yeah, yeah. Gen- my point is that Morris was a starter. Now he's on the bench, but they've, right. they've rotated the starting lineup so often that a lot of guys who might have to step up in a large amount of minutes because of some potential benchings uh, at halftime if the game gets ugly, they're used to playing a bunch of minutes. So it's not like they're going to be overwhelmed yeah. by the situation. Um, so, yeah, I think you just kind of look at Clippers here early. Yep. Come out here, take care of business early and often. Team totals are always in play as well, especially against this Blazers defense. Um, so, yeah, I, I I mean, I think this might be the one game you're probably comfortable with laying that 17. But, again, uh, it is the NBA. We've seen funnier things happen. We've seen Portland uh went outright as a 17 point underdog I'll that number really close at 19 19 yeah. and a half yeah i'll yeah. say this i feel better about laying 17 with the clippers than i do laying 14 with minnesota maybe that's a hot take but that's how i feel i don't think it's a hot take but i, I feel uh, i feel the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i don't know um Dante. Yeah, I'll just be on a bunch of player props. Um, I'll be taking the Clippers in the first half, uh, first quarter, first half. Like you said, I think the bench unit for the Clippers, they're just so deep that they're just going to have players on the court at all times, no matter if it's a blowout or not. So Mm -hmm. they're going to have the guys out there. I think the Blazers compete more so in the second half than they do the first half. Um, I mean, Shaden Sharp being there is a a lot of help because, I mean, he can score. I know somebody mentioned to Scott about the Skylar Mays double-double. You're going to be on that. Again, uh, I've been burned too many times, man. It's not even Mays' fault. Guy has seven assists with like six minutes to go in the third quarter, and he never plays again, and he finishes with seven assists. They just bench him the entire fourth quarter in a close game, by the way, for just no reason because he's too good to tank with. I don't know if I could handle Mays anymore. He's a good player, but they're just going to constantly bench him whenever he looks sharp, so I don't know if I can take it anymore. I like yeah, Bones so, Highland though. <clears throat> Highland's been crushing it. Yeah. So give me um give me the Clippers first quarter, first half, and I'll probably come back. Obviously, we don't know the line, but I'll come back with the Blazers in the second half. Probably bet them on the money line to just win the second half outright, thinking that the Clippers, you know, get a little bit complacent, a little bit sloppy in the in the second half. Uh all right, totals at two thirty, guys. What do you like? Uh Scott. I think I gotta lean over again with Portland's defense, but this one's also tricky. Once again, it's, you're you're trying to predict what's going to happen when you might see a lot of guys who you don't remember are still in the league. At least the Clippers have a lot of guys who I know can actually score in the NBA because mm-hmm. they've had wrote they've been having so many different starting lineups all year long. I guess I'll lean over and hope that the Clippers stop caring. Maybe Sharp goes for thirty and they somehow end up scoring hundred and ten points. I'm really just hoping the Clippers score one thirty. That's really how I look at it. I think I'd rather take the Clippers team total over. I'll lean over in this game and just hope that the Clippers offense does enough to send it over. But once again, it's another game where you're kind of praying if you're betting a total without officially knowing how many minutes everybody's going to play. Delonte. Yeah, I'll lean to the under, um, thinking that if the Clippers do score 130, I'm not sure the Blazers can score 100 or 101. Mm. Um, But I think the Clippers defensively still, they're notches above what the Blazers can handle uh, on the offensive end. So, I like the under, um, maybe a Blazers team total under, um, if you're into that. So, uh, yeah, I like the under in this game. Uh, yeah, I would probably just look at Clippers team totals in this game, first quarter, first half, full game. Um, just everything you guys said about how bad this defense is for the Portland Trail Blazers. And, you know, we saw what they gave up to San Antonio in that game in their last couple games as well. So, um, yeah, I will look at it, dice it that way. Uh, let's get to player props in this game, if anything. Delonte, you like anything? Yeah, I like um, some of the the uh, the lesser role guys. Like like you mentioned, Norman Powell. I like Russell Westbrook. I like their points over. Uh, I, PRA for Westbrook is, uh, let's see. PRA for Westbrook is... 28 and a half. half. I do want to ask you, though, with Westbrook being a bench player, uh, or at least the guy who doesn't play the fourth quarter in most situations, does he get a boost in minutes here, or is he a veteran so they're not even going to bother? Like, what what category does he fall into? That's a good point, but I think he's going to get a lot more minutes. Um, You think he will? That's what I'm saying, because you can make an argument either way. Yeah, I think he will late. I mean, it work on his jumper. tomorrow? The Clippers. They play tomorrow? Yeah, they they have a game today and then tomorrow because they have tomorrow's two games the left. final day of the season, right? Yeah, 
Usually it's on Sunday. So. Yeah, they got Phoenix tomorrow. Oh, yeah. JR was bringing up the power revenge game. I forgot he played for the Blazers. Mm, yeah, before he went over to Toronto. Yeah, I forgot. He Robert Covington, too. Yeah, throw, throw those names. Oh, in yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Covington else? Piece when, that, when that team was trying to tank last year to get worse seating to get a better matchup. Covington had one of the most random 40 pieces we've seen in a while. So, he like he, seven uh, of seven recently from like three point land. Yeah, he had a great game a couple days, a couple of games ago, but still. I mean, if you, I, I, I doubt you're going to see props on him, but that's another example. Covington. I've seen him start for several years. He's a bench player on the Clippers. Like he could yeah. definitely give you good minutes. Bro, if Covington, no matter what, he could come in and get a bucket. And play I like defense. Covington. And I play defense. Have, but... Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I like I like those calls. Um, I would sprinkle on Westbrook triple double also. I mean, um, okay. and Kawhi unders like we all there. discussed. That's the only thing that I like. I see fourteen to one on Westbrook triple double. I'm trying to see if I can find a better price. But I see fourteen to one as a base one. Yeah, yeah I mean, I see it on DraftKings. Uh, Scott, player props. So the fact that they play tomorrow, I want to just pull up the Western Conference standings really quickly once again because the, do the Clippers need to win both games? I think so because right now they're sitting that sixth spot with the Lakers just half a game behind them. That's what I thought. Uh, but just to read and off Pelicans the standings, half a game behind. They're currently half a game behind the Warriors, and I believe the Warrior the Warriors win the head to head. Correct? Uh, that's a good question. Let me look that I up. I think they split, if I'm not mistaken. Did they split? I think so. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Because I remember so... they choked away. They, I think Golden State's up on them. It's actually split. Over. Yeah, it's two. It two. is split. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what the tiebreaker is. I'm going to be fully honest. I'm I think it's. Uh, I think it's conference. I think it's conference uh, win percentage. That's what I figured. I don't. I'm, have I'm thinking. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't have that in front of me, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know who has the tiebreaker there. They are half a game up on the Lakers, but they have the tiebreaker. So if they win this game, then they're officially ahead of the Lakers, and the last game doesn't matter. So it all comes down to the tiebreaker, though, against the Warriors, doesn't it? Yeah, so if it's tiebreaker, Warriors have the better conference record. Yeah. Okay, so this game might mean basic. So tomorrow's game might mean nothing. That's what you're telling me. Correct. Okay. Well, it does throw a wrench into everything because I would have loved the same game parlay on Kawhi unders if yeah, if tomorrow's game actually mattered, but it's not oh, going to. Yeah, that, that kind of sucks. I still so, might do it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I assumed it was conference record, but I didn't. I didn't exactly know for certain. Uh Shaden Sharp overs. Yeah, he's at twenty-one Absolutely. and a half. Absolutely. He's one of the most blowout-proof players in the league because he's been playing forty-plus minutes when they're down forty in some of these games and he's been resting here or there so this will be maybe his last hurrah to let him get some big stat lines the volume's going to be there he's going to shoot the ball a ton what do you say the prop was 21 and a half for his points yeah so i want to pull up the shot attempts oh yeah man. For reference 26 25 30 sharp yeah 26. i want to i want to read this <laughs> off so sharp's <laughs> last couple of games these are attempts 18 19 20 27. He played 45 minutes. They lost by 40 to Sacramento in that game. 13 shots, 13 shots, 20 shots, 19 shots. I'm on the over 21 and a half. He's going to shoot the ball too much for me to take an under with. He can once again shoot maybe even seven for 20. And if he goes to the line a decent amount and hits a couple threes, he still finds a way to go over. Give me the over on Sharp. He might play north of 40 minutes in this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue against that. He's had 22 or more points in three of the last four games that he's played. The only game that he did fall short was that last game against Memphis where he went 8 of 19 and scored 20 points. Um, He's also not bad at rebounding and dishing out the basketball as well. Um, He's had at least five assists in four straight games, six or more assists in three of the last four games. The rebounds have been there as well for him. So if you want to take PRA as well... um, by the way, Just I found kinda... Westbrook triple double at twenty six to one. Hmm. What book? Shopping around. Just Which gonna throw book? that out there. Which book, Scott? Oh, that was Fandle. Oh, okay. Um, and he's also getting up to three point attempts as well. I mean, he has had eight, seven, ten, thirteen over the last four games. So, yeah, I do like that look for Shaden Sharp here uh, today as well. I found Sharp double double at thirteen to one. Okay. All right. Once again, is it likely? No. But if he's going to play north of 40 minutes, it's worth a flyer. 
Yeah, yeah opportunity is going to be there for sure. I was looking at um, Zubac rebounds here. I, I think I, that I thought about that too. Yeah, yeah, maybe ladder that up to a thirteen or so. If it is a blowout by the end of three quarters, obviously you're not going to see a lot of the starters play, so you probably have to get it done in three quarters, which, again, definitely is a, a, a huge possibility because, again, uh, we took Zach Collins on – when was it, Delonte? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Yep. Yeah, that I one got Jerry Jones. I see Zubak 11 rebounds at plus 105. Uh, nine, uh, 10 plus rebounds is minus 155 Yeah, on DraftKings. So. The double-double is plus 105 as well. So if you want to look at that for Zubat, but yeah, that's all I had. Maybe Norman Powell threes is worth a look. Um, I mean, that is pretty much it. Bones Highland, if, if this is a blowout, he's probably going to play that entire fourth quarter. You know, he's going to jack up his shots. They do have Highland props. Yeah, I see Bones Highland props. Um, the one that intrigues me is his three pointers at over two and a half at plus 155. He's going to chuck it. I mean, you know, he's going to yeah. chuck it. I maybe wouldn't mind an alt line if you think he's going to play 30-plus minutes. He might, After the heat check fourth quarter he had against the Lakers, he might be chucking up like eight threes in this game. Yeah. So those are the kind of player props I would target. Um, you guys have anything else? Nope. Uh, no. Is, is it a Terrence Mann game? Maybe. Yeah, I, like I don't Terrence know. Mann. I like Terrence Mann, too. What's his points prop? Uh, Mann's points I see at eight and a half. I got to be on an over there. Yeah, I think yeah. he is also blowout proof, right? Yes. I think he's blowout encouraged, actually, because he doesn't play <laughs> enough uh, for some yeah. reason. Tyloo just doesn't use him enough. I think he's actually a very good player. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into our lock and dog for this Saturday schedule. I will let you lead it off, Delante. All right, so for the lock, I'm going with – let me get an updated number really quick. Um, I'm going with Minnesota, first quarter, minus four. Uh, I'll take that as the lock. As the dog, I'm going with a player prop parlay. I'm going with – where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, Malachi Branham, over 14.5 points. And Shaden Sharp, over 21.5 points. That pays out plus 240 shop around. I mean, different prices, but around between 220 and 240 is what it pays out at. So those, that's what I like for my dog. All right. Uh, and your lock was? Uh, Minnesota minus four first quarter. Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, Scott, what do you got? All right. Uh, so there's a lot of fun stuff to choose from. I'm like half joking. Uh, so starting off with my lock for the show. I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, not trying to fix what isn't broken. So for that reason, I am going to give out a play on a team that has actually been very, very good lately. And they've been winning by a decent amount lately. So for my lock, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Rays minus one and a half runs against (laughs) the Oakland Athletics. Uh, They're undefeated. They're seven and oh, they've won every game by about three or four plus runs. Give me the Tampa Bay Rays minus one and a half at home against the Athletics. Uh, the Athletics have uh, Fujinama, Fujinami mm-hmm. on the mound, who has an ERA of 30. He struck out Mike <laughs> Trout, and then that was the highlight of his career, and he'll probably get demoted sometime soon. So, yeah, my lock for the show is going to be the Rays minus one and a half runs. <laughs> and your dog. Uh, my dog is going to be in hockey. I'm going to take the Florida Panthers minus one and a half goals at a uh, plus 150 against the Capitals. Capitals have lost eight of nine. They've lost five straight. Panthers are fighting for a playoff spot. They've won five straight as well. Uh, I think the Panthers killed this team. They've won each of the first two meetings by three goals exactly. Uh, give me the Panthers minus one and a half goals at plus 155. But if you actually want a basketball props, I guess I'll talk Shaden Sharp over as my lock for points at 21 and a half. Uh, I do think that that line's too low for a guy that should play 40 minutes. So give me sharp over uh, for the points. And as for my dog, I'm trying to think if I could find an alt line because I would just take Terrence Mann 10 plus points if that line's available somewhere. I don't know if you see that available. Do you see that as an option? Uh, Let me see. 
Terrence Mann. <clears throat> Alt points. Because eight and a half was like minus one ten on one book, so it should be like even money at another book. But Fanduel is usually really good about yeah, using these early. Yeah, they are. is probably the best. At I see plus one thirty five on man ten plus points at Fanduel. I'm gonna take that. Uh, so once again, my double lock is going to be Shaden Sharp over twenty one and a half points and raise minus one and a half. And for my dogs, I'm going to take Terrence Mann, 10 plus points at 135, and Florida Panthers minus one and a half goals at around plus 150. Okay. They're asking for a bonus tennis pick. Scott, what you got? Unfortunately, my tennis podcast that I had, uh, I already ended up, both matches basically started already, and I already hit my dog that was plus 140. So, you know, sorry, sorry, but the matches I actually like today already started. So terrible. terrible. It's a problem when you're playing in Europe. All the matches start at like 9 a.m. That's true. Uh, all right. For my lock, I am going to take the take the raise. Uh, I mean, that's an auto bet for me right yeah. now. I'm, I'm until until just, they don't cover a run line, I'll keep yeah, that in the run line. I'm trying to keep that on the hush hush and just collect my money. Um, for my lock, I am going to take the Clippers first half money line minus 635. Um, I think that no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, man. Golly, you know, I fucking, I'm just gonna lay the points with the Clippers, man. I'll give it out. I gotta grab your ball sometimes. Uh, Clippers <laughs> minus 17. You know what? Actually, give me the Clippers team total over. I'll go that way. Uh, Clippers team total over 123, 122 and a half right now over on DraftKings. Um, I mean, we even talked about without even Kawhi. If he did decided not to play tonight, this team could still put up the points against this defense, against this uh, this Portland defense. Um, I think we'll see a lot of back and forth in this game, but I think Clippers, I would not be shocked if they get up 130 points in this game. Uh, for my dog, I will go with a Zubac double-double, plus 125. Ooh, not bad. He's had two in both games against the... Blazers uh, this season, which feels like he's going to have to get it done in three quarters, which I have faith that he can have at least <clears throat> seven, eight rebounds by half. It's just the points are always a concern with him. Again, talking about putbacks and stuff. Obviously, they don't run the offense through a guy like Zubac, but the opportunity for him to get offensive rebounds and put him back up. Like I mentioned, he's had two double doubles this season against the uh, against the Blazers, 12 and 13, and then 14 and 10. So that plus 125. Um, I, th- I think that's a that's a good good play there here tonight, especially with no big bodies for the Blazers, sex for Drew Eubanks, but he should have success on the boards. If you want to pivot to just his rebounds for Zubac, I think I saw thirteen plus at plus two dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check that before we shut it down here. Alt rebound Zubac. Yeah, 13 plus is that plus 280. <clears throat> if you want to go 15 plus that plus 650, but I'll give out double double plus 125 for Zubach here tonight or this afternoon against the Portland Trailblazers. All right, guys, that is going to do it for our final episode for the Saturday regular season games. I wish Delonte and Terrell good luck tomorrow, uh, handicapping <laughs> man, those listen, games. With, with Terrell, it's, it's always going to be a show, man. Oh yeah, that's for sure. All I gotta do, just, is, all I gotta do, is show up. Just yeah. to ask though, how many games tomorrow actually matter? I think it's I only think, gonna be like three. Which I, 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 go, say, I go under that. I go like two. So I'm trying to think of which games are even gonna matter because OKC already clinched a playing spot. The Lakers have to try. Uh, the Clippers don't. Golden State has to try against Portland. So you got Pelicans Golden and State. Minnesota. Minnesota, we just said, might not have to play for anything, though, because if because we think the Clippers are going to win tonight, so oh, yeah. Minnesota's not playing for anything. <clears throat> they got the they got the Minnesota line, they got the Minnesota line already already up. It's competitive, three and a half. Yeah, because I think oh, yeah, that, New Orleans. Yeah, okay. I mean, it'll be for who hosts a home game. Yeah, okay. So that actually does matter for both sides. That's a rare game where both teams actually care. Yeah, so. and then Lakers, like you mentioned. And uh, then the other game is doesn't matter. Gold I got to keep an eye if there's any teams that can potentially fall down in uh, or increase their ping pong probability. And maybe I'll fade that team. But yeah, there's not much uh, for tomorrow's card for teams that care. 
Yeah. So I'll I'll leave it to Delonte and Terrell if they just want to at the top discuss the meaningful games and then kind of yeah, go. I'm not good with that. I'm not good with that shit. We'll we'll talk about it offline. Um all right, that's gonna do it, guys. Uh Scott, anything else, my man, before we get out of here? No, hopefully my baseball and basketball picks win. Our baseball, basketball, and hockey picks win. Uh, but besides that, though, I'll be watching none of these games. Full disclosure. <laughs> you got Adesanya Pereira 2. Of yes. course, I'm going to be watching that. So I'll, I'll be watching UFC tonight. And there's also 16 games. I believe it's the first time ever there's been 16 games on the NHL schedule. And my Islanders are playing. Go Islanders. Hopefully they beat Florida. Uh, hopefully they beat uh, the Flyers. I mean, crazy playoff race there. So I'll be watching hockey and UFC the entire day. Maybe a little bit of Masters coverage somewhere in there, yep. but NBA not going to make it on a TV today. Yeah, unfortunately not. Not today's not the day for the NBA, but we're still here for or still here for you guys because uh, we are the greatest NBA pod out there. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the Masters, UFC, hockey, baseball, like uh, Scott mentioned. Delonte, anything else, my man? Not much, man. Hey, I ca- I'm I'm done with the Masters. I cashed my Tiger ticket to make the cut. I'm done with it. Yep, there you go. What price you get on that? Like one fifty, maybe? Uh, I think it was one eighty-five. To be honest, okay. Rogue number, rogue number. Follow Delante on Twitter at xxlante xx. Follow uh, Scott on Twitter at Rachel Radio. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Hey, the thirty of you watching, smash that like button for us before you get out of here. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are closing in on one thousand subscribers for the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel so again if you haven't already subscribed do so uh we are going to be on our a game starting next week with the playing tournament games and the playoffs um and then again make sure to follow the uh nba gambling podcast twitter account at sgpnnba all right that's going to do it good luck with your bets here tonight bet responsibly in the nba my advice would be save your money. Please. Wait till next week where there's meaningful games. Or player props. Either way. Yeah, or player props. Uh, till then, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-da-da.